Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Bryce Watts. I'm Allison Anger. This is a podcast where we speak exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but we want to highlight the amazing women who are their support systems behind the scenes. Get out the way, men. Welcome back to the NF Ladies Podcast. This is episode four, and today we have with us Renette Tomlinson. Hi, Renette. Hey. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Who is your man, your NFL player? Okay, hey, uh, my husband is Eric Tomlinson. He's a tight end, uh, and we are currently with the New York Giants, and this is our sixth year in the league. Um, what teams did or where did you guys start what like how how did your NFL journey begin so it was funny because this morning I was leaving I'm like Eric is this our seventh or eighth year in the league he's like no it's our sixth I was like oh uh no so our journey began uh we uh our high school sweethearts so we met in um on a church mission trip uh and <laughs> Uh, we just started dating from there and then college, we went our separate ways for a little bit. And then I ended up transferring to university, of Texas, El Paso to be with him. Um, and then out of college, he went undrafted to the Eagles and we were there for preseason. Obviously I stayed home and just kind of wanted to see how it was going to play out. Um, and then we ended up getting released from the Eagles in preseason and we actually were with the Texans for um, a year and a half on practice squad, uh, which is kind of cool because we're from Houston. So that was fun um, just being there and experiencing that with family and friends. And then we uh, halfway through the uh, Texans season, we got picked up to the Jets roster and we were with the Jets for about three years. Uh, and then last year we were released from the Jets and last year was a crazy year for us. We bounced around, bounced around a lot. Um, so when we were released from the Jets last year, uh, I was 34 weeks pregnant and it worked out because the Giants called. So we we're like, okay, cool. Like we don't have to move our, you know, our home is centrally located between the two facilities. And then the Giants, uh, we got a couple weeks in the season, and unfortunately, we were released from there. So I, I called the doctor, like, immediately, and I was like, okay, what do I do? He's like, just get on a plane and get home back to Houston and stay there because you're going to have this baby within the next couple weeks. So I'm like, okay. So I literally had our entire house packed up within, like, I don't know, four hours. And we flew one of Eric's friends out to drive us uh, – to help drive the dogs and like all of our stuff back to Houston. And we were home for about three weeks and Eric got called by the Patriots the night before I was supposed to go be uh, induced. <laughs> so that was crazy, but it ended up working out. Uh, he was with the Patriots for about three weeks, was released last year uh, after that time frame, And then we went to the Raiders. So, and we were with the Raiders the rest of the season. And 
uh, once he got settled in Oakland, I went up there for Christmas and stayed a couple weeks. And then uh, now we are back with the Giants. So six teams in six years. <laughs> That's our crazy, like, synopsis of the crazy world we live in. Yeah, that's wild. And you were saying that you you stayed in uh, in Houston until you know and you knew that he was going to be on the Giants. Is that correct? Yeah. So we um, so after the season last year, we or uh, we have a house in Houston. So we uh, uh, just started uh, kind of just like praying about it and hopefully it would work out and. Fortunately, we were back in New Jersey, New York, where we're comfortable and we know this area and we have friends and um, friends that became family, honestly, here that helped us a lot. And uh, so we got back here and now we're with the Giants. So it's pretty fun. We're excited to be back in this area on the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah. How are you liking the East Coast compared to Houston? Because as a Cali girl, I am not faring well in Houston (laughs) right now. My skin hates me. Yeah, uh, coming from Texas to East Coast, I totally get that. Uh, no, I'm a Texas girl, so I can't. I like deep down. <laughs> but uh, I actually, so the one thing I love about New Jersey, of well, one, is the pizza. And two, the weather. Like, I know a lot of people here, like, hate snow. But I like it. I love it. Like, I remember last year when it started snow or two years ago when it started snowing, I like went out in the backyard and like made a snow angel. I'm like oh, fresh powdery snow. <laughs> Cause I don't get that in Texas. So it's fun. You know, and you have a white Christmas. Like how cool is that? Yeah, that exactly. Cool. The white Christmas. That's what I liked about being over there. Like here, we're not gonna have a white Christmas. We have a, a flooded Christmas, if anything. Yeah, and there's so much to do here in Christmas. I mean, COVID this year, obviously everything's different, but they have the, you know, the Rockefeller Center and like everything and all the Broadway shows. Like it's just so pretty during Christmas time. I love it here. Yeah, I know. I love being so close to the city. Like you get to go and do all that stuff because even though you are in New Jersey, it's a quick train ride. We took a 45 minute train ride into the city. Like you don't have to bring a car or anything because that's like, why would you bring a car to New York anyway? But yeah, there's always so much to do over there. And the food is so good. I feel like in New Jersey, with the town that we lived in and in New York as well. I know you said you really love New Jersey, but would you say that's been your favorite place that you guys have lived in so far? I would say yes, honestly, because um, like like Bryce is saying, like there's just so much to do here. And like, you know, there's like New York and like it's just you can jump on the train and go into the city for an hour and come back. And, you know, there's um, so many like different restaurants and like it's like a really cool like um restaurant and bar scene and like all the broadway shows and the activities and like we went to the rockettes lot or a couple of years ago and that was so fun like there's just i mean and then like the macy day parade i mean there's just so much to do we have never gone in for the ball dropping obviously because there's like millions of people that go to that but you know it's just fun because we're like here in new york so it's like just getting that all the vibes from it like everyone gets so like excited for holidays here. I like it. So total, you guys have spent like what, four years there almost? Yeah. So we're in our fourth year here in New Jersey. Have you guys, and you've bounced around a lot in between, have you guys bought real estate out there? Like what is your living situation like? So 
Um, we originally, were, we always wanted to make sure we grew, like, raised our kids in Texas and stuff. You know, that's where we grew up in. And we like our, you know, our families there and sports are there. So we have a, a house in uh, outside of a suburb in Houston and uh, we love it there. But here, ultimately, we do an Airbnb and we got blessed with like the best family we could have asked for that we rent from. Um, and that's who we usually you know, we usually rent from. Uh, this year, unfortunately, uh, the house was booked and we didn't know what team we were going to be on yet. So we're doing just like an extended stay apartment, which works out really good. But because um, it's a lot, you know, it's 10 minutes closer for Eric to drive in the mornings. But no, the Airbnb, you know, you don't have to bring furniture. You don't have to worry about utilities. You don't have to worry about setting it up. And there's so many options. And usually they're more than like cheaper than an apartment because signing short leases if you're not there full time is more expensive. So just having the Airbnb, you can cancel it whenever, you know, um, book half the season. We usually uh, book half the season. And then uh, once we know things are going good and smooth for us, we book the second half just to be safe. So that's just something we've always done. Um, and just financially wise, it makes sense to us because we also have our mortgage back in Houston. So yeah, that you have two places to pay for now. And, you know, we have two dogs too. So finding somewhere with, you know, some yard and green space out here too. Cause you know, New York and New Jersey's, um, you know, the concrete jungle. So <laughs> I like how you mentioned two dogs. What about your firstborn son, Renette? And our son, <laughs> of course. But he's easy because it's like he just likes, you know, he's in the bed with us and he, you know, we just take him wherever. He's like my little best friend. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I remember that we were talking and you said that when you went to a checkup with your doctor and they said, he's very vocal. You're like, well, yeah, he's the only person I talk to all day. <laughs> Eric is gone all day. <laughs> Literally. So like, yeah, I took him to a checkup and he just like, he talks all the time. And <laughs> like you said, the doctor was like, do you talk to him a lot? And I'm like, yeah, because we move so much. He's the only person I talk to. So like he hears me talking all the time. So it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, no, being in the NFL with, you know, kids is, you know, it's hard, but, you know, we make it work and, you know, he's still younger. So we're not having to worry about schools and stuff right now. But, um, you know, I normally make the drive from here to Texas, which is 24 hours. Um, this year, we actually... Um, uh, Stone and I flew up and my mom and Eric's mom drove our, my car out with the dogs. And, um, we also normally ship Eric's truck out here, but, um, this year we decided to rent a car, just, you know, maybe try and save some money because shipping Eric's monster truck is expensive. <laughs> so we, uh, decided to rent a car this year and try something new and it's worked out pretty good. You know, we, with NFL, you get a discount uh, discount code with Enterprise. So that's who we've been using. And we like it. So it's working out good this year. A 24-hour drive is very long. Do you guys, like, stop in the same place each time? Or do you kind of, like, explore where you stop? So I'm the night person in the marriage. And so I usually do the nighttime shift. Um, so sometimes we'll drive just straight through, which is miserable. Because <laughs> that last five hours, you're like, oh my god can like hurry like 
oh, it's hard. But and I, like when you even get into Texas, Texas is so big. So it's like, when are we gonna get there? But yeah, they um, we uh, usually drive straight through, and we rotate every time we get gas. We let the dogs out. But yeah, normally we stop about halfway in Knoxville, um, and we'll stay there the night and uh, kind of just make the trek, the rest of the trek the the next day. So. So that, yeah, that drive, Renette, I, I, that was my first time doing it a couple months ago. And I, I broke it up into two days, so it wasn't that bad. I'm a big podcast person, QNF ladies. Um, so it wasn't that bad just, you know, get my bang energies and, and made sure I didn't stop in like any small place. My mom's like, don't stop in a small gas station. You don't know. I'm like, don't worry. I got my mean face on. They won't try to mess with me. Well, and especially this year, because COVID, like it was just hard. A lot of places um, are still closed or not letting you go in to go to the bathroom. So like maneuvering around that right now and being in the NFL and having to move is just like trying to plan out where you're going to stop and like making sure they're open and stuff. So, I mean, it's a lot of planning, but also, you probably this time had to plan where you're going to stop to like change a diaper or something. Right. It's definitely hard. That's why this year we chose to fly up and thankfully our parents were willing to drive my car and the dogs up and, you know, we're blessed to have family and friends that help us so much. Absolutely. What is your go-to road trip snack or drink? <gasps> Ooh, my, okay, definitely coffee because come on. <laughs> uh growing up my mom always made this Chex Mix. Um it's kind of like puppy chow, I guess, but uh, oh, yeah. it has like MMs and like marshmallows and all stuff in it. And that's usually I'll usually make like a huge bag of that and that's what I snack on while driving <laughs> and lots of caffeine. Good choice, like a homemade snack. Yeah. Okay. Oh, speaking of snacks, so in the last podcast, I was listening to Andrea and I researched it because I was interested in that. Um, you can bring snacks into the stadium if it's single serving sizes. That would make sense why I saw like the applesauce on the go yeah. thing. Oh, I love applesauce on the go. It's yeah. not just a kid snack. <laughs> applesauce is a fan favorite for me now. I don't know why I came back to like the mushy food, but I, I have. So we, we've been dancing around. You have your firstborn st- son. Tell us a little bit how motherhood has been for you this first year. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, I was, so motherhood's amazing. I'm, Stone is just, you know, you've, you've met Stone before. He's just an easy baby and he's so laid back and he's been like the biggest blessing to us. And he, um, I mean, motherhood just, especially being in the NFL, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you, we give up a lot for our husbands or our significant others and, being a mom really gave me back like some like some kind of meaning like okay you know I'm here to I'm here to do this like this is what I love and being a stay-at-home mom and taking care of all, uh, everything for Eric so he can focus on football um it, I mean I it, I'm honored that God chose to bless me with stone because he seriously is the biggest blessing and he's so much fun and Believe me, there was night last night. That's probably why I'm bouncing around today because last night was a hard night. <laughs> With this time change, we uh, he didn't quite adjust as well as I thought. Uh, so he was up from like three to five. So, <laughs> but you know, it has its challenges, and you know, we overcome them. And we, I always like to think that the 
days are long, but the years are short. So we try to enjoy it as much as possible. Ooh, I like that. The days are long, but the years are short. I like that. I like that. I've never heard that, but I'm like, you know, when it's like fast and slow at the same time, like that's a way better way to put it. <laughs> Got out 2020 feels. <laughs> yeah, for real. I And I saw your stories. I love looking at your stories with Stone because he does. He looks like such a chill and active baby. You're like, oh, no, he found the squeaky door and he's been doing this for five minutes. <laughs> he literally like and he's getting, kind of getting the age where you like tell him no and he'll look at you and be like, mm, no, I'm about to do this again. <laughs> I'm about to test every patience you have. <laughs> it's a, it sounds like he is definitely Eric's son. Uh, 100% Eric. Last night when he wouldn't go back to sleep, I'm like, Eric, that's your son. Like, he's just hard, you know, because they played Monday night last night. And so Eric was back late. And I was like, he's your son. He is stubborn. Like, he is 100% you. But he'd probably say he gets that from me. So I don't know. Yeah, what would you say that you see in Stone that's Eric? And what do you see in him that's more you? Ooh, uh, he's definitely looking more and more like Eric, uh, like appearance wise. Um, but he's, I mean, he's kind of a goofball, which is Eric. I mean, a lot of people, Eric's pretty quiet, but he's, you know, once you get to know him, he's he opens up a lot and he's he just... The stuff he says and does sometimes, I'm like, hi, like, where did you come up with that? But then, you know, I think Stone also gets a lot of my, like, personality and, like, facial expressions. <laughs> so, I don't know. He's a good mix, that's for sure. He, he's going to have an interesting personality when he's older. <laughs> he gets both of our, like, quirky sides. We'll see what he... He's definitely going to be a little social butterfly party animal. I can already see it. <laughs> He's definitely going to be the life of the party. Let's be real. <laughs> he was so mad I missed the other day with like a juice box. And I was like, Eric, that's like his spring break. And like, like 2035. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's already preparing. He's, already, he's hydrated. He's ready to go. And I wrote this down because you sent me a video of you pranking Eric. So you guys prank each other quite a bit i see eric's stories the only time he posts a story is when he's scaring you and you're just ah, ah, every single time Literally, eric never posts anything on any of his social media except pranks like yeah no we we prank each other all the time eric's go-to is obviously scaring me because i am jumpy um i just like i just mess with eric i just i'll like put stuff in his drinks or food or like I mean, I just, he, or I'll ask him like stupid questions and uh, we just have fun. I mean, it keeps the mood light and it's just fun. Have yeah. you seen the prank going around the Instagram stories about like, hey, I'm going to order us some matching PJs for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Did you do that one? I, you know, the, like the dress ones. Yeah. I, I did that and <laughs> all he texted me back was, uh no <laughs> but i did order christmas jammies he doesn't know it yet but they're on the way from etsy and i ordered them and he is definitely gonna match me in stone this year but it's not a dress but it's not a dress no i didn't make him wear a dress off <laughs> give him a couple beers i think he'll be really cool with wearing a dress oh give eric a couple beers and he is he's the life of the party so you mentioned earlier that you guys met in high school. Yes. Uh, which is amazing. So tell us 
But tell us a little bit about how your relationship started and developed and then like how he eventually proposed. So Eric and I always had like a really strong foundation from our families. And uh, I remember going on that mission trip that year when we were 16 and uh, my brother was the youth minister at his church. So um, my parents were like, okay, you're going to go. And I was so mad because I didn't know anyone. And I was like, I don't want to go. I don't know anyone. This is going to be the longest week of my life. And, you know, I ended up meeting Eric. And uh, the pranking started that week. I remember Eric tripping me in the middle of a mission. Like uh, We were on this, like, boat ride for dinner one night. It was, like, our last night there. And Eric tripped me and I face planted right in front. I mean, Eric's just always been pranking. But, no, um. We uh, uh, always had like a really strong bond and we made that last through college, which was nice. And when he got um, a scholarship to play football at UTEP, you know, we talked about it and we decided if we made it long distance one year that I would transfer to UTEP. And so I went to Texas State uh, my freshman year and just kind of did my own thing for a year and, you know, made a bunch of friends and um, got to enjoy like a more of a uh, college experience that I always envisioned for myself. And then um, when I transferred to UTEP, uh, I always said I would make a life for myself out there. I didn't want it to be um, all about Eric, obviously. So I needed to do stuff for myself. And we, uh, uh, I eventually just uh, ended up getting us um, working for the athletic department for marketing. And that's where all my friends came from till this day. They're still my best friends. And uh, moving to El Paso was honestly the best thing I could have done for Eric and I and for me too. Like we um, just built such a strong foundation there. And uh, after college, we um, decided, yeah, uh, we waited about two years, I think. Uh, to We got engaged in 2016 and uh, he actually told me he was with the Texans at the time, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna go to this charity event, so make sure you get dressed up, and we're gonna go do uh, an event with the Texans, and it's gonna be fun." And he proposed at the San Louis in Galveston, and I kind of we got to the San Louis, and I was like, "Okay, why are there no signs up?" Like, and I almost asked the front desk guy, "I was like, where, like, where's this Texans event at?" <laughs> And then I walked up to the room and he had it all set up uh, on the balcony and proposed out on the balcony at sunset at the San Louis. Um, so he has a romantic side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we got married in 2017 in March and uh, we just had stone in 2019. So it's been a, see, we've been together for t- going on 12 years, which is crazy. Congratulations. Thank you. So, yeah, we. he's my best friend, so. You mentioned earlier that as, you know, a wife in the NFL, you give up a lot to kind of follow around your husband and be there for your family. If if that wasn't the case, like if you guys live, like, per se, a normal life where his job was always in one place, what would you do? What would be, like, your ideal job? So, in college, I was – um 100% wanted to be uh, sports marketing. That was my thing. And I loved it. 
Um, I worked a lot in college and I kind of got burned out on it a little bit as much as I love doing that. So I decided I was going to take a break for a while and I got in more into real estate. And so we, um, uh, we are going to get our real estate license actually next year. And that's something we're going to work on Eric and I both together. But, um, honestly, I always saw myself as a corporate kind of girl, like, um, and just working in offices, I never saw myself kind of being a stay at home mom. So this is different for me, but, and it was a challenge and a lot for me to give up. Uh, but I knew that the NFL literally stands not stands for not for long. So I figured, you know, we will do this and Eric can live out his dream for now. And then eventually when it's my turn, he'll let me shine and, um, I'll be able to chase my dreams and, uh, so I try to do as much as I can now to support him. So when it's my turn, he'll support me. Uh, I think, I don't know what I would technically do. Honestly, I change my mind every day. One day it's like, maybe I could be a blogger. The next day I'm like, maybe I could be a CEO of a company. I don't know. I can't decide. I think we'll go more into real estate. Um, that's kind of what I've been into lately. So, uh, and that's always kind of been what I wanted to do is just finish my real estate license and, um, kind of build off of that. I can definitely rate to the, or relate to that, to changing your mind. Like <laughs> what sounds fun this week? Right. I know. <laughs> Eric's like, Oh God, what now? <laughs> like, yeah. So you think after the NFL, you guys will probably pursue the real estate thing. Yeah, I think so. I think we're kind of looking at investment properties and, um, starting from there, um, you know, if, ultimately everything we do now is for our future. So financially preparing ourselves for life after football. And, um, and I think that's something that, um, Eric's agent, Bryce, you know, Chase has always said, you know, I don't know if Chase remembers saying this or if he knows I was listening, but you know, he's always been good about being like, okay, make sure we're setting ourselves up for life after the NFL. Make sure you're thinking about what you're doing financially um, and being um, doing what we need to do to make sure that we're successful. And, you know, cause you never know how long the, your NFL career will last. So yeah, I think everything we do now is for a future and we're just kind of getting that set up. So I think that that's you saying that that's super smart. And if you try to think of it in like a, the context of a company, you're growing your network here within the NFL. Right, you meet yeah. amazing women, you meet amazing individuals and yeah. people you might not have been given the opportunity to meet before. And after that, you're always going to have that connection to somebody. It's like when you see somebody from your college or your sorority, you're like, oh, what's up, Delta Phi? I don't really know <laughs> sororities. But you always have that connection. You always kind of have some familiarity with that. And you're just going to easily form a friendship or start a conversation with that person. So the NFL, I think, is something that's super short lived, but right. you create those opportunities and those relationships that do last forever. Like, and I mean, that's that, amazing. Like, networking is so important when you're in the NFL. And like you said, like meeting so many strong, like, powerhouse women that are like so they're you know they give you motivation to just strive to be better and um we've always had i've always had great experiences with the other women and um just getting that sense of motivation from them is important and like motivating other you know people that are coming in that are new to the nfl like living this life is 
is hard, but it definitely reaps its benefits. So, yeah, it definitely will change your life forever. It's not like, okay, our time in the NFL is over. Now I'm going to go back to necessarily what you majored in in college. Your right, career yeah. is not necessarily always going to be the same because you've had all these experiences. So, what makes sense now is different. Yeah, that's your future is now different. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much how you kind of navigate through this life. You get your master's in NF ladies, your <laughs> NF ladies degree at the end of all of this. And I think that's something that I, as I've become more comfortable with our position here at the Texans, like I have a great group of women that I can talk to. I can talk to ladies from the Jets still, where I don't want to go away from where I'm still welcoming other women and being friendly and reaching out and trying to expand the group so that I can help others as well and not just becoming complacent in my own comfortable position, making sure that everybody else kind of understands how to navigate and that they have the resources to do so. And I know that it'll just make me happier to talk to more people. Like I, I love talking to people. Why not have more friends? And so I, I think that's important. I think so too. I've thought about this, like, if you've been with a team for like a year, it still kind of feels new to you. So you don't really feel like you're like the qualified person to reach out to new people. Like, Hey, let me show you the ropes because in your head, well, I don't, I'm still learning so much, you know, and there's, there's other women who have been here for five or six years and they might know a lot more people and have a lot more connections, but you can't let that stop you. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part about, um, bouncing around teams a lot or, um, you know, moving around a lot is not only is it hard for our guys, but it's also really hard on us. And, uh, you know, we like this year has been really hard. I know for a lot of girls I've talked to because of COVID, there's no events or anything to meet other women at. Um, and so it's been hard to um, meet people and build those relationships. Uh, I know one thing the Giants are doing is these virtual Bible studies, which um, is something, you know, I think majority of the teams are now doing. I'm not quite sure. Um, but that's that's how I have um, met a lot of people. Um, there's a woman named Mallory Brown. She does the Increase Women Instagram, and she creates a lot of the Bible study books and stuff. And she uh, is someone that I reach out to when I go to different teams um, just asking for her if she knows who's leading the Bible study. And she'll usually put me in contact with them that same day, which is really nice. That's helped me a lot. That's how I met the girls at the Giants. Um, and another resource to use, too, is the every team has a community relations uh, employee. So that's who also every time we go to a different team, I'm like, Eric, can you get me the info like of the events going on and like get me in the, you know, the women groups so I know what's going on and I can meet people because we have to have friends here <laughs> so we can, you know, they're going through the same situations. And um, this is, is something I was talking about with one of the other girls here yesterday was uh, she has uh, some kids about Stone's age and uh, we were talking like how crazy it is that, you know, we just met like a month ago but how we feel like we've known each other for 10 years because we're all in the same situation that um, we just kind of pick up where we left off. <laughs> and it's kind of cool, like how it works here. Yeah, I think when you 
are used to moving around and you're used to building those relationships quickly, that really helps out. Yeah. And that's a good life skill too. Like you can take that with you into anything after the NFL, any kind of business you want to start being used to building those relationships with people quickly. Right. Yeah. It's important. That's for sure. Just to know you're not alone in this is important. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of being alone in this, uh, you guys have moved around a lot. Um, So how do you guys normally celebrate the holidays? (laughs) Have you even like built up any traditions because every year kind of looks different? Like we, every year, we, um, Thanksgiving, it varies for us depending if we have family in or not. Thanksgiving, uh, we've had family a few times. Uh, and if we have family in town, we'll cook and do um, whole nine yards. But if we don't, normally we just go to a steakhouse and make it easy. And, you know, we never know if the guys are going to have that day off or not. Um, so just kind of navigating through his schedule. But Christmas and stuff, we um, always just – so the family we actually met through our Airbnb um, – has been hosting us every year for their holidays so uh we spend christmas with them and it's that's why i said they literally have been our biggest blessing uh in new jersey is we became a part of their family and they host us every year and that's who we spend christmas with and um we love them and they're (laughs) they're pretty much family to us now and you know they love stone as much as you know our uh blood family does and uh we christmas we've always spent together i always wanted to be with eric on the holidays um uh last year we eric was in oakland uh stone was two months old so uh, i flew up to oakland and spent the rest of the season with him and and christmas and new year's and stuff and it it works out we make it work Uh, it's fun and i like spending you know the holidays with my husband has he uh ever had a game on thanksgiving day yeah i was thinking about that the other day he has not had a game on a holiday yet knock on wood cowboys and the lions i think are the two teams that always play on thanksgiving day right so i wonder like what are the odds of another team like how often however many years has to go by before you get stuck playing them on thanksgiving day i have a very important question what is a Tomlinson secret recipe for the holidays, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Oh, let's see. I think, okay. One, I think one thing I always make is called damn dip. And it is, it's more of an appetizer, um, but it's literally not healthy, but that's okay. It's holidays, right? So it doesn't matter. Uh, it's cream cheese, Jimmy Dean sausage, and Rotel. And you, like, cook the sausage, and then you throw it all in the crock pot, and it melts. And it is seriously a crowd hit every time. I heard damn, so I was like, oh, it must be dense. It's just a <laughs> dense. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to get some different recipes from people this year because, I mean, I have stuff that I go on Pinterest, but I like to expand. I like to bake. I like to cook. And I haven't been able to do that because we don't obviously carry pans or muffin tins or anything when we travel. I know. I was, uh, (laughs) when we were unpacking last year, I had unpacked like all this stuff and I was like, why do I have 
four can openers. Like, because <laughs> every time we go somewhere, I'm like buying like random stuff for like four wine openers. I'm like, okay, I'll keep these, but like the can openers, I'm gonna have to <laughs> figure yeah, out. It's something to do with this. It's funny that you say you had four can openers because we had one. And we brought it with us to Houston last year in our apartment and ended up packing it up with all of our kitchen stuff. So when we went back home to Tampa for the off season, we didn't have a can opener, which it took us a couple of weeks to realize that. But Brian likes Mexican food. So we eat a lot of like refried beans. So it was often that we're like, oh man, we don't have a can opener. So we kept going over to our neighbor's house and asking to borrow the can opener. Like this happened multiple times. Whereas one day I'm walking into the grocery store and I actually passed the neighbor walking out and she goes, here, I got you something. And she hands me the can opener. <laughs> and I was like, that is really funny because I was actually walking in here to buy the can opener right now. <laughs> I know that's, it's so funny. Cause it's just like, even like decorations, like you were asking about holidays. Like this year I went to Dollar General and I spent like $30 and I got Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday decorations, just stuff that's easier, like paper that I can throw away when I'm done with it. Because like moving like stockings and like everything up that, you know, <laughs> all the decorations and stuff you need for Christmas that you want to, you know, Christmas. And I like I, you know, with stone now, especially I want Christmas to be special. So and like all of our holidays, <laughs> I'm like this year, I like at Dollar General, I bought this stocking that he could color and that's just what we'll use this year. But just being creative, like it's just so hard when you move around so much, you like get multiple things <laughs> or, or you forget something and don't have it. I, I went to make muffins the other day and I didn't even have a muffin pan. So I don't know. You make it work. So we're now in the first week of November. At what point are you going to put up those Christmas decorations? I don't know. I haven't seen that on like Instagram so much about people debating that. I think I'm going to wait a couple more weeks. Kind of uh, wait out. Uh, like, but fall kind of. I'm an autumn girl. I like fall. So I'm going to like expand as much as I can. But I think I'm going to wait like me. Eric's bye week is the week before Thanksgiving. So I think I'm going to put up Christmas decorations that week. That would be fun. And then he can help out and yeah. decorate together and stuff. How has it been with Eric? So I know, obviously, he's working right now and it's hard for him. He can't get up in the middle of the night and help if Stone is, wa- is woke up in the middle of the night. So how has that been, like, you guys switching off or if you switch off with Stone during season? So that's been really hard for me. Um Especially when you move around, we don't have family really here to help with Stone. Um, at night, I have been taking every single night shift since we've been here, just because I know that Eric has it's mentally and physically exhausting. So uh, it's been really hard, but you know I make it work, and uh, I try to nap when Stone naps sometimes if it was a long night. Um, but yeah, waking up with him every He's normally a pretty good sleeper. Since we moved here, he's been off and on. Uh, so that's been really hard for me. Uh, <laughs> we, When we first got here, we were in a one-bedroom apartment. And I couldn't – I didn't want to let – Eric says he doesn't hear it. I don't – yeah, who knows? That's just, like, what he's going with, obviously. Um, but in the one-bedroom apartment, I was, like, he would start to fuss. And I would just, like, immediately pick him up because – like, I didn't want to wake Eric up. But now that uh, 
they have a two bedroom available. We moved over and it's been like a huge help because now if Stone like cries a little bit, I can kind of like let him fuss fuss himself back to sleep. And so thank God, because I can tell you I was a zombie the first like three weeks we were here. Are you just going to put Eric on duty the entire bye week? Right, should. <laughs> yeah. He's as soon, as, as soon as that last game hits, I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> it's your turn. You take the week off. Right? You know what I just thought of is at the beginning of quarantine, I saw so many women of the NFL who had kids or just by themselves, like, and the dads would sit there and be like, so what do you guys do all day? Because they're not at work. It's like they don't know what you they actually yeah. don't know what you do all day. You could be married for years. And they're like, Yeah, what do you what do you guys usually do? So how was that time with you guys during quarantine before everything started happening? Uh, we had fun during quarantine. Uh, we uh, live on the lake back home. So we kind of just hung out on the lake a lot. And obviously socially distanced <laughs> in the middle of the lake from away from everyone. But uh, we had fun. We spent that time, Eric spent that time training and working out. And um, Stone and I would go with him to the fields and stuff just to get out of the house and uh, support him. And we uh, took that time to like make sure our diets were back on track and stuff. Cause that first like couple weeks of quarantine, you're like, all right, we can do this. And then after that, we're like, all right, we need to get like back on track with uh, our meal plans. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine was rough, especially with a baby. Cause you're just like trying to entertain them all the time, but it worked out. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time outside. <laughs> A lot of time outside, yeah, and and he's always moving from what I see on your stories. And isn't he also off the charts in weight and and height as well? He is. He so at his nine, he just turned one a couple weeks ago. But at his nine month appointment, he was the size of a two year old. So yeah, he is massive. But our family, like all the men in our families, both of our families are <laughs> massive. So yeah, he is. Uh, currently a year old and he's 30 pounds and almost 34 inches long. So he's, he's in, he's growing out of, he's in 2T, but he is now transitioning to 3T as we speak, which is crazy. So is he going to be a tight end? I don't know. Is he going to, if he looks like he's built like Eric. So I think he might be a tight end. He, I don't know. He could be, I don't know. Maybe he'll be a basketball player. I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see what he does, but he loves sports and playing stuff. So I think we'll see how, see what he likes and when he's older. Who was it? I remember seeing somebody else say it was, it was so exciting when you have kids and they realize that their dad is on the field Mm -hmm. they actually realize that that's them and they and they sit down and actually pay attention to the game so are you like are you excited for that you got him wearing daddy t-shirts all the time i see little tomlinson t-shirts does he at least sit down and like see movement and get interested or excited or is he just running around with the dogs he's usually just running around with the dogs he hasn't quite figured it out yet but i am excited i think next year more he'll figure it out more that his dad, you know, is a professional athlete. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him to just even go to a game. We haven't been able, I haven't been able to take him to one yet. Cause last year he was a newborn and this year with COVID. So 
so we haven't been able to go to a game and but i have a really cute picture of him uh when eric played a couple weeks ago and stone like they had a close-up of eric and it like caught stone's like attention like i know that beard like i know that hair (laughs) like and it it was so cute so i got a picture of it um of him like looking at the tv so it it was kind of cool i definitely think he'll in the next year or two he's really gonna pick up on all that yeah the the giants aren't allowing fans at their games yet so you haven't even had the opportunity to go to one yeah no they have not allowed fans yet um so we'll see kind of where the season takes us hopefully we would love to go to a game but we understand this you know the scenario so so i i have to bring this up um you sent me right right when we were talking about coming on the po- you coming on the podcast. You sent me a picture of us in Tennessee <laughs> at Coyote Ugly. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> are you missing these interactions? These game day like oh, affiliated interactions? Us dancing on the ball. I totally miss all the game day prep stuff. It's and you know like picking out outfits and doing fun stuff. And you know you have your routine down when you go to a game. You know I would get up and listen to like my podcast in the morning and I would get dressed and I would get my mimosas ready to go. And like now it's just, you know, we, uh, it's different right now with COVID. I just watch the game and uh, sweatpants <laughs> order wings or something, but, you know, it's different, but yeah, no, I miss going to the games and I miss traveling and Nashville was probably one of the more like fun places we went. <laughs> Bryce included. Yeah, Nashville is a great place to be. And that's where I realized that Coyote Ugly is a magnificent bar because women can do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. We had so, fun there. Oh, I had a great time. And I was looking at the pictures. I was like, oh, my gosh, I was probably so obnoxious. I remember I was yelling at a guy there, too, because he was trying to quiz me in football trivia. And I wasn't having it. He was doing the the mansplaining thing. And I just wasn't having it. I know we mentioned this before we started recording. But so the Giants and the Jets share a stadium. They do. So how is it being on both those teams and seeing the transition from the Jets stadium to the Giants stadium? Uh, So it's actually really interesting how they do that. Uh, But like you said, yeah, they share a stadium. um, So every week they'll alternate weekends of which team is home. Uh, and every year we normally play the, the opposing team, the Jets or the Giants, uh, in preseason. So going to the game and being a visitor at your own stadium is different, uh, seeing how each team sets it up. So every week they set up uh, for the Jets, and then they'll take it all down and then revamp it and set it up for the Giants. And just seeing how each team sets up the stadium is interesting and kind of cool uh, to watch. But um yeah, the stadium's an outdoor stadium, and it's fun, and uh, it's, like, maybe 20 minutes outside of New York City, of, you know, right by Manhattan and stuff, and so, yeah, it's interesting to see how, like, they do their different, like, team intros and stuff, uh, just how similar but different they are. I remember going to my first Giants game and being like, well, this so weird because I had been so used to the way that the Jets set up the stadium. So uh, it's pretty cool, actually, to see the transformation every week. Kudos to those workers, right? Just Seriously. having to probably like yeah. speed do everything. Like, oh, that's okay, a lot of work. And, I, you know, working in college with 
you know, marketing and stuff and having to remove all those banners every week and like the sponsors and changing them out. I can't even imagine like how much work that is for them. Probably less expensive than building a whole new stadium, but yeah. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Definitely worth it. So I didn't even think of this. Um, So they have, obviously each team has a separate facility where they go into work and practice Mm -hmm. every day. Um, is how is that far from the stadium or like is that easy so, to get to? Yeah, no, so the the Jets uh facility is uh, about 40 minutes from MetLife. Um and then the Giants facility is like literally in the parking lot of MetLife. Mm-hmm. So uh it's different, but uh the Giants kind of migrated more closer to the city. New York city. And then the jets have more like the suburb area. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not too, too bad of a drive for the jets though. Um, but for the giants, you know, we live 10 minutes from MetLife, So it's nice. Yeah. That's nice for every, if you're going to work every day too. And then also for game day. Yeah. Especially for Eric, you know, having to get up and getting back late, just having to drive 10 minutes is nice. That is super nice. Yeah. So we've talked about, you guys moving all around, you having Stone, you have your dogs for company. How has your overall experience with the NFL been? Like, how would you summarize it? Our overall experience has honestly been the biggest blessing. Um, just meeting all these new people and seeing, you know, Eric shine and uh, something he loves doing is something, you know, all I could ask for, honestly. And uh, having our son uh, grow up in this life is uh definitely something that uh i never would have dreamed of honestly and so seeing this and the nfl it's been a crazy life for us but it's definitely um worth it and we love what we do and uh the people we meet and all the teams we've been on we've had great experiences with every team we've been on uh so just learning from our uh, everything we do and um you kind of can perceive uh every situation how you want to so um just making the best out the best out of all of this is i mean we love it and we love what we do and i love seeing eric out there so supporting him is it's just fun yeah it's fun to see this this position that you get put in so abruptly and how amazing it can be and seeing somebody on tv like that like you know everybody gets excited when they see themselves on the jumbotron like me too (laughs) but then seeing that like on actual tv when you're actually on tv like that's that's a crazy experience being the top athlete in in your sport and and in regards to that how would you translate that to what piece of advice would you give to a rookie wife or girlfriend who's just coming into the league So I would say um, someone actually gave me this advice uh, a while back um, and I kind of just stuck with it. Every new place you go, you kind of just treat it as your new honeymoon spot. Honestly, you make the best out of it and, um, you know, you support each other and you be there for each other and because the move is hard on everyone and um, just you have to be there for each other and make the best out of it because, you know, you never know how long this is going to last. And, you know, you just have to look adversity in the face sometimes. And um, 
that, that can be your biggest challenge and just moving with that and just experiencing and accepting all of our new challenges that are coming. It's, it, it's hard, but it is definitely 100% worth it. And you are not alone on this move or anything, because I can guarantee you there's at least one other person on that team that has been through what you're going through. Yeah, I think that's super important. Just I know that we say that a lot here, that you're not alone. You're not alone. But I, everybody thinks that in the world. Whenever I'm like, has anybody in the world experienced this? Like, even if it's like something weird that I just did or happened to my body, I'm like, come on, really? You think you're the only person who had an itch in that spot? Like, it feels weird in your rib cage over there. Like, come on. <laughs> you're not the only one. You're not special. So yeah. that's, I think that's a good point to just always keep hammering home. Yeah, no, you're definitely not alone. I, that's why I'm telling you, like, some of these, like, women groups and, like, Bible studies has helped me the most because, like, so, you know, I don't really like sharing my feelings a lot, but then, like, hearing someone else say it, and I'm like, like, okay, wait, I'm not crazy. Like, I, I, I'm so glad I'm not the only one that feels like this because it's so hard, but it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to tell the audience something that you wanted them to know about you, a piece of advice, a charity organization, something like that, that you had in mind? Um, let me see. I wrote some stuff down earlier this week, but I think I went over a lot just like utilizing. There is a lot that the NFL provides us. Uh, and it took me, us a couple of years to realize like all the resources that they do provide us and that you can use. Um, just, you know, like I mentioned, like renting a car or, you know, um, a lot of places will recommend places for you to live and um, furniture to rent. Some places will even offer a discount on rental furniture. So it's definitely use your resources and um, at, don't be afraid to ask questions or email the community relations department at each team because that's what they're there for and they're there to help you in transition um, so definitely look into your resources and what you want to do and financially set yourself up for life after football. I know I said it earlier, but, and Eric's going to hear this later and be like, are you going to do what you preach? <laughs> Cause I'm a spender in the family, but, uh, no, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, being smart financially is really important. Um, especially coming in the league and, um, having that first year and, uh, it's financially to save your money and be smart with it because you never know signing season. And you're like waiting for a round for that phone ring. And it's like, Oh my gosh, when are they going to call? It's just, you're on the edge of your seat all the time. I feel like, and it's hard for them because, you know, and this is something else. Uh, Eric's agent had said, Chase said every day is an interview ultimately for them. So you know, I kind of saw that as like, I'm going to make sure I can do everything I can to make it easier for Eric so he can focus on football because I know that that pressure is a lot of pressure that some guys deal with it better than others. But, you know, I try to make uh, everything at home easier for him. Selfless, Renette, you are selfless. I'm telling you, but when it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said that and I took that. I was like, oh, I like that. Hey, uh, after everything's done, it's my turn. Yeah. We're doing what I want to do. My time to shine. <laughs> my time to shine, baby. 
That's awesome. I, I like all the little nuggets of advice that you gave us, Renette, was the honeymoon. Every new place is a honeymoon. I think that's a great way to look at it. Just 180 the perspective to something positive when it could be a negative. Yeah, that's I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, because I mean, how often do you get to move around and see different parts of the country and live there for certain amounts of time? It's fun. Some some better than others. <laughs> say. But, but I digress. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Renette, for joining us for episode four of the NF Ladies podcast. We really appreciate you sharing your experiences with us, and you gave us a lot of great advice. Is there anyone you can think of uh, right now that you'd like to nominate to be the next person to come on an episode? Uh, yes, I do. You guys are going to have to start a wait list for this show because so many people have so many different backgrounds. Um, but I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a blessing talking to you guys and just like sharing our story and recognizing it and seeing that we're not alone. But there are two people that come to mind. Uh, the first person, uh, they've been in the league 10 plus years is Jessie Powell because she has literally been my mentor um, through our career. And when we got to the Jets, she's been my sanity. Um, and then the other person we recently just met this year, but we've become close friends. And that is uh, Steph. Toy Lolo. Uh, she's the founder of Good Sports Apparel, and she like ultimately embodies like, um, you know, a like a powerful powerhouse. Like she is just awesome, and she's great. Uh, we've just got to know each other because both of our husbands are tight ends with the Giants. So um, those are two women that uh, that came to mind for me uh, that would have great insight and advice on the NFL life. All right, ladies, you better look out for those DMs. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Our music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts. And I'm Allison Anger. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.